couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Don't think it's here, Caitlin. That's so weird. Because you know what's really weird, Caitlin, is walking into this house and seeing you suspended from the kitchen window. I told you a I... lie. I'm not stupid, okay? I know you still have feelings for Joe, and I get it. He's amazing. Sydney. But here's what I also know. Joe and this family, they need me. Not some charming, klutzy, fun and games blast from the past. Me. Christmas, everybody, and welcome back to the special holiday edition, actually holiday part two edition of Narbos and Broomheads, your favorite Degrassi podcast, especially during this holiday season in late August of 2021. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, my name is Alan, and I'm going to be one of your numerous holiday pals joining you for this uh, episode again part two of the two-parter holiday obviously season three of degrassi uh on all the social medias tiktok twitter instagram you can find me at slip with five eyes this podcast can be found at narbos podcast on twitter or email us at narbos and broomheads at gmail.com and i will save our last email a very special email for the end of the episode and uh so yeah which uh, other holiday friends have I got with me? Let's go to the ho 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 in the o o o. Who are you talking about? <laughs> uh -huh. Oh me! Oh yes, I am a ho in the o. Don't you know? Ooh, snap! Yeah, that's the limits of my poetry. Um, you did very well. It was beautiful. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yes, I'm up in O-Town. We are uh, seized with election fever. Oh, yeah, that. Up in here. Um, all other reasons aside, I am ecstatic that they've called an election because it means most of what I do for my job ceases to exist. Which is <laughs> I love for like a five-week period. <laughs> Everything about your work just stops while they figure no. out who the new boss is. Mm -hmm. It's true. And while 
that might come off as me wanting to just be lazy. My job has been ridiculously busy forever. So I am super grateful for a slight slowdown in, uh, in my, in my work. But yeah, that's, that's what's going on up here. All election, all the time. I will not bore you with my thoughts. Just for our American friends, uh, who probably don't follow Canadian politics. There's been an election called, so we will be going to the polls for federal election um, at the end of September. Hooray. Yeah. September 20th. Correct. All right. So that's what we're talking about. Very exciting times. Um, But yeah, that's, that's all that's going on up here. Um, Instagram wise, Courtney.1293. And at Narbo's and Broomhats podcast on the IJ. Our Instagram lives about two years behind regular times. Um, <laughs> but we are working our way through season two of Degrassi High, I believe, right now. Oh, yeah. Those were the good old days. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like that I'm so far behind because it forces me to reminisce about, about uh, previous episodes. And they give me some good laughs. And uh, with that being said, I guess we'll shift her over to uh, Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. Did I pronounce it right? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> Newfoundland. 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 It's like their, house, their, their mouth gets smaller. It's say Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to say three out on bail because last week uh, there was a listener to the Narbos Room had thought that I somehow admitted to murdering Barry, and that's <laughs> simply just not true. So thanks, but I'm out and paid my bail. And so Barry has still not shown up. Again, didn't see a body. It, he could be might have been pushed. I don't know. It's not something that I ever would have uh, admitted to, especially on a podcast. So, uh, yeah, so I'm happy to be a free man again. Uh, living on the range, the only Newfoundland representation, the way it should be on this podcast. So where do we volley this to now? There's only one option left. Is that is that is that that man right there? No. Last but not least. It's last but not least. It's the West. Co- I was going to say West Coast. It's our law. <laughs> it's like the middle, the armpit of Canada. Yeah. Oh no. Aww. Uh Hey, it's Arlo coming to you from Regina, Saskatchewan. Hello, everybody. You can follow me on Instagram at a r l o e s c o t t. And uh, so happy to be here. If you haven't been vaxxed yet, make sure you go out and get vaxxed. Yeah, don't be a mm-hmm. pig. Get vaxxed. <laughs> yeah, don't I'm be actually, a skunk. Right now, I'm contemplating getting my third my third dose. Truthfully. Yeah, fucking Saskatchewan. Yep. Really? anyone who has mixed doses, because they're not recognized everywhere internationally, can go and get a third dose that matches their last dose. So since I got a Pfizer and a Moderna, I'm eligible to get another Moderna. So... That's where we're at. I got two AstraZenecas. They may not count for anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having kind of a moral quandary about it, though, because, like, I, uh, you know, obviously I want my vaccinations to be internationally recognized for if I'd like to travel internationally. Um, But also, like, there are people in other countries that haven't had the opportunity to 
get their vaccinations yet. But I don't know enough about the logistics of, like, like I don't want to take a dose away from somebody in a third world country that hasn't had one yet, obviously. But meanwhile, we have a bunch of vaccinations in our stockpile that may expire. And I'm not sure what the logistics are of potentially getting those out to other countries or not. So I'm at a bit of a moral quandary on that because I'm not educated enough on exactly what that means. I mean, it's, I think you understand what's going on and you prefer that it not be that way, but it's, I guess it's not really your job to make the moral choice, right? Like, it's not like the government, it's not like the government is saying to you, well, if you, whatever you don't take is your third dose, we're going to ship off to somewhere that needs them. Like, you know, if they said that, then you probably wouldn't take the dose. But if they're like, well, you know, we don't have any other plans for this, then what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, it's important. There's a difference between setting a policy for like the states is doing right now, right? Like they are uh, going ahead with um, with booster shots. And it's different between not wanting to waste shots that you really can't get to people who don't have them versus setting a policy whereby you are producing vaccines for the purpose of providing, you know, third shots, essentially. There's a big difference. Yeah. Well, anyways, the uh, morals of vaccines, everybody, on Narbles and Broomheads. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us what you think, uh, Narbles and Broomheads at gmail.com, please. The moral of the story is everyone get vaxxed, please. Yeah, don't be a pig. That's ultimately <laughs> yeah. the most important thing. And uh, if, yeah. if you're ballsy enough and you listen to us and you're not vaxxed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yes, for tell all you unvaccinated why. people that listen <laughs> to this podcast. Um, I was in... I was in Montreal a few weeks ago, and uh, that was when they, like, the same day I was downtown Montreal, they had the big fucking anti-vax rally, and it was just, like, watching all these pigs walk by, like, it was like did being at the... A, did you go to a spa when you were in Montreal? I did not go to the spa. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was fun to watch the Maxime Bernier anti-vax bullshit mm-hmm. rally. Lots okay. and lots of people in it, too, which is sad, but... Anyways. Yeah, it makes me. It makes it what scares happened me. To these people? What happened That's, to these people? Why are they like this? Why are put, you like this? They yeah. put their trust in people that don't have their best interests at heart. Is what happened, and it makes me very sad. The but they put all the amount trust of in misinformation them. that they. Yeah are taking from people that so obviously do not have their best interests in mind. And and I know that the right thing to do is to be patient and educate and treat it with kindness but like fuck all you people like that's yeah that's the truth <laughs> like you selfish fucking people that's mm-hmm. that's the truth anyways hey everybody let's have a fun <laughs> podcast show. it's the holiday season uh in waka holiday waka. <laughs> we're going to talk about holiday part two uh this aired on december 17th 2003 in canada two days later on the 19th in the u.s uh, episode 12 of season three of Degrassi, The Next Generation, written by James Hurst, Shelley Scarrow, and A. Ray Ron Martin, A.A.A.A. Ron Martin, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Phil Earnshaw. Um, if you didn't catch part one, go and listen to our review of part one from last week. Uh, Craig is torn between Ashley and Manny. He's been dating Ashley. He's been fucking Manny. And uh, Manny wants him to make a choice, and he's not doing it. And also, his stepdad is also with two women. So these studly men and these mm-hmm. sappy women that are around them, which is what the holidays are all about. Right? Yeah. The horniest uh, of seasons. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> so we've got we've also got, of course, Caitlin, who is just always hanging around Joey, who's her ex. Joey is with Sydney, and uh, we have all of a sudden decided to try to establish Sydney as some sort of controlling bitch, except that she isn't always. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> she actually seems to be in the right in a lot of situations. And Caitlin has become dopey and klutzy and you know, just kind of woe is me in the last who knows how long. But what's the word, Arlo? Repconned? Retconned. Retconned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'd been right. I know what that word is. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, this is, uh, and again, this is uh, named after the Madonna song, which, if you heard last week, is Arlo's favorite, not only Madonna song, but favorite 80s mm-hmm. song of all time. Yes. <laughs> of all so, time. Yeah, amazing. So, I wouldn't mm-hmm. go that far. <laughs> well, we would, so <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here, here we go. go. Uh, and Arlo, by the way, be, last week when you hosted, you had some tidbits about what was in the original broadcast as opposed to the mm. DVD. I do yeah. not have those in my notes, so feel free to jump in if I have... Okay, I do have a few deleted scenes that I made notes on. Again, it's hard to figure out exactly where they would fit in because they're when you watch them, they're just all one continuous stream of deleted scenes. So you kind of have to guess where they would have been inserted. Okay, so do you want me to just review and you can guess where a deleted scene may have fit in? Yeah, I'll jump in. All right. So we start off with Spinner and the Craig and they are at the mall Um, If you recall from the last episode, Spinner wants Craig to show him his magnificent cock because he has been with Mm -hmm. two women. (laughs) So studly. And Spinner is still, you know, talking about how Craig is a stud. He's with two chicks. Um, Spinner is also very pleased with himself because he has spent a a total of one dollar on a Christmas gift for his sister. Uh, He says... It's better than spending $100 on a blouse. And then Craig says it was actually $80 that he spent on a vintage Ramon t-shirt from 1979 for Ashley. That t-shirt would have been bought at Hot Topic and would be $20. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we see it later, it is definitely not vintage. It is so not vintage. No. No. Oh, what <laughs> yeah. a joke. Yeah. Also, as if Spinner knows what the word blouse is. <laughs> Blouses. <laughs> not, not possible. Uh, Craig spots a kiosk, and there is a charm bracelet, and the charms are skates. And so he buys it, and it is for Manny. And Spinner, again, is very horn dogged out by this move and is like, mm-hmm. what a stud. Yeah, let me see that dick. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, good. That's a good gift, Craig. <laughs> Uh, so then also in the mall, uh, Spike is, uh, at the front of the line to see Santa. She is with baby Jack. Uh, Caitlin has, I guess, figured out that Spike is at the mall. She has gone yeah. to the mall. She has gone to the Santa line. She fucking cuts everybody in line to speak with Spike. So it's like, number one, how did you know that they were there? And, uh. But anyways, the photographer asks them to get moving because Caitlin is trying to have a conversation with Spike beside Santa while there's a fucking lineup. Mm -hmm. Caitlin gets pissy 
with who she calls Elf Girl and is like, we're having a serious discussion here. Like a total- Also cre- credited in the credits as Elf Girl. <laughs> <laughs> like a total asshole to the seasonal employee making minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> Spike has Caitlin get in the picture with her and Jack and Caitlin at the time, at the moment where the photo is supposed to be snapped, spills that she kissed Joey and Spike is like, what? And they take the photo because comedy- This is so stupid. This makes no sense. If it was that important, Caitlin could have called Spike the night before when it happened, rather than rushing to the fucking mall to accost her. Mm -hmm. I don't even get the point of this. It's also strange altogether. Like, when you take... Like, this is not how you compose a baby Santa picture in the first place. Like, even when Spike is like, oh, it's okay, she can be in the picture... And then she stands in front of the baby and smiles for the picture. It's like, you don't stand in front of Santa and your baby <laughs> when you take a baby Santa picture. Like, you just take a picture of the baby and Santa. If you want to be in it, you, like, go to, the like, behind Santa or on the side of Santa. This makes absolutely no mm-hmm. sense. Uh-huh. It's pretty dumb. Uh, so, <laughs> so after Caitlin is like, I kissed Joey, Spike, the intuitive one, is like... Do you still have feelings for him? It's like, um, like, <laughs> come on, Spike. Mm-hmm. Uh, the photographer again is like, next to get the moving. Uh, Spike's advice to Caitlin is write your thoughts down in a letter and then reread them to yourself before you do anything. And she also says, people get crazy during the holidays. Um, and then the photographer gives them their photos, and it's a terrible photo. You can't see the baby, and Santa looks pissed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a deleted scene. Again, I don't know where it would have been inserted, but we get a deleted scene where later Spike is fretting mm-hmm. to Emma about the picture. And Emma says that they can just get a better picture next year, but Spike says that there might not be a next year. What? And Because he has cancer. <laughs> so oh, she who, is Jack? worried that <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't make a ton of sense because snake isn't like in the picture so yeah anyway she's she's worried that snake will be upset about the bad photo so then snake comes home with jack and i don't i don't blame them for cutting this scene snake comes in with jack and spike tries to hide the photo from him but snake seeks it out but instead of being upset he thinks it's hilarious, and they all laugh. Yeah, that seems like totally inconsequential to this episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As does this whole scene. Like, everything about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes no sense. I, I'm baffled by their reasoning here. And again, we also have another deleted scene, and I'm assuming it occurs maybe after the scene with Spike and Caitlin, because we also get a deleted scene where Joey goes and talks to Snake about what happened as well. And he calls it a terrible thing that he did with Caitlin last night. Oh, fuck. And Snake is just like, "Uh, did you guys enjoy? He's like, no, we just kissed on the porch. And then he's like, Sydney was upstairs and I'm making out with Caitlin like we're in high school. Mm -hmm. And so Snake assures Joey that he and Caitlin, you know, there's a history. They'll get over it. And then Joey's like, I'm already over it. And he says he considers Caitlin a very good friend and he doesn't want to jeopardize their friendship. And then Snake says to Joey, 
let's see what kind of great guy Joey Jeremiah is. Let's recap the Joey <laughs> Christmas. Spends the whole time dating Sydney and kissing Caitlin, and then Sydney walks into the room. And, yeah. And Joey's like, I think I've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Snake, well, Snake is a lot uh, more chill at this point because, you know, well, I guess he hasn't been laid, laid lately because he's sick. I mean, you still could get laid anyways. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Uh, so we got the show opening. And then Caitlin is half taking Spike's advice because she is typing the letter for Joey at work, which she signs, love Caitlin. But then... Poinsettia that Sydney gave her on her desk. <laughs> Not with, a microphone. With the camera in it that's reading the screen. <laughs> it's like, what... What is that? <laughs> Nothing. It comes from the plant. <laughs> I'm a beautiful door. plant. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> Only plants here. <laughs> uh, so then Caitlin immediately walks over to Joey's house and just casually puts the letter in the letter, letter slot. And we get the fucking trope of she puts it in the slot and like basically like walks off camera. And then comes back into the camera because she's like, no, what have I done? So this is what a crazy person does. Yep. Like I can understand doing something like throwing the letter in the thing, going home. And then a few hours later being like, I shouldn't have done that. But just like instantly like that with no recognition of like what she's doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) until a second later. Like what? Well, Sydney lives there, right? I don't think she lives there, but she's but she's with Joey, so they're serious enough that she's there. I mean, it's it's. I think I'm assuming your point, Courtney, is Sydney's gonna could very well see the fucking letter. Like, yeah, yeah, very easily. Yeah, and it's Mm -hmm. like looks like it's written by a kid. It's like two colon Joey. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, adults don't do that. I feel like mm-hmm. Caitlin has developed, like, she has a, like, I, I feel like she's the one who has, can't, like, she has a brain tumor. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Canon. Caitlin, brain tumor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Joey and Sydney do arrive home together with Angie, but when they open the door, it kind of slides the letter to the side, so Sydney does not spot it right away. But what they do spot is Caitlin has decided that she's going to go into the house through the kitchen window, but she has gotten stuck because, again, she's klutzy and dopey. But also, this is the moment where if I'm Sydney, there's no, like, in this moment, it's like, no. <laughs> like, nope. Yeah, this whole thing out. is done. Like, Joey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can have each other. No, you or she's just like, it. no, like, it's this is it. She's done. Like, if you're not done with her, Joey, this is over. Sorry. I would be <laughs> like, at this point, if I was Sydney, I would just be like, okay, like, like, this is, this is a lie. Why Caitlyn is getting, like, I would cease to suspect only Caitlyn at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would be like, how often do you climb in this fucking window? Mm-hmm. How like, often do you get I, stuck? I, Stuck in situations mm-hmm. where you're climbing and then you can't mm-hmm. get down. Or another alternative, pick up the broom and push Caitlin out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> and say, never come back, crazy person. 
But like at this point, I wouldn't just be suspecting Caitlin. I'd be like, okay, like has she been sneaking in and out of the house like a lot for other purposes? Mm. Like what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Like I don't blame her for being suspicious. Mm. Um, She, of course, lies and says that she left her Palm Pilot, which this is 2003. So Mm. imagine leaving your iPhone or Android device at someone's place. (laughs) Um, Angie says, maybe it's upstairs. And Sydney's like, yeah, Joey, take Angie upstairs and look for it. And me and Caitlin will look downstairs, which I mean, honestly, good plan. Like, so Caitlin is, uh, is like, <laughs> who knew that this house was so easy to break into? And Sydney's like, uh, yeah, who knew? And I hate it. I hate everything that's happening right now. Um, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So, meanwhile, in the garage, Craig is still playing with this new guitar. So, of course, again, in the last episode, Craig was about to dump Ashley, and then Ashley gave him a vintage guitar that used to be her grandfather's, a gift that her parents would never have allowed uh, her to give. And I believe, Ted, you added to the Degrassi canon that Craig believes that this guitar is Ashley now. (laughs) Yeah, he turned... It turned into Ashley's face. The headstock turned into Ashley's head. And uh, yeah, and she had a guitar body. And then he said, I love you to a guitar. But it wasn't Ashley. It was actually a guitar. So here's here's the other thing. So Craig and Ashley are in the garage. He's just he's just playing guitar and she's just sitting around and they're fucking freezing. (laughs) (laughs) They're freezing cold, as you're going to see, because Ashley says she's freezing. So he offers to get her a hot drink. And I was like. Okay, no one was home at your house. Why aren't you in the house? I don't know. <laughs> Especially if you're not making out. Yeah. Like, I get why he wants to meet Manny in the freaking garage, but, like... And that's the but, thing. When Manny is just like, I'm cold. You need to warm me up. They start making out. And Ashley's like, I'm cold. He's like, I'll get you some hot chocolate. <laughs> it's very chaste. But also, like, when a girl is cold, is it ever the first option... I'll get you a hot drink. Like, I feel like the first option would be like, do you want my sweater? Do you want a blanket? Not. Do you want to go inside? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why don't we go into the house that has heat in it? (laughs) What is this heat you speak of? Here's another thing. This fucking garage, you know, it's set up for the band and it's got a couch in it and there are no cars in it. And it's like, Joey's a used car salesman. Wouldn't you think he would have cars in the garage? Like, that's a little bizarre, too. But anyways. I mean, it is Toronto, right? Like, you don't need a car. Uh, Well, he has cars. We've seen plenty of cars that Joey has, right? He does have lots of cars. He's got that fucking convertible. Yeah. My garage doesn't have any cars in it either. Oh. All right, Joey. (laughs) (laughs) So Craig leaves to get something hot to drink for Ashley. And... When he leaves, she goes to pick up a blanket, and when she picks it up, there is a stash of gifts underneath, so she decides to see what the gifts are, so then she pulls out the not-vintage Hot Topic Ramon shirt, mm-hmm. uh, and Such she is- a shitty shirt. <laughs> so are you, are you guys snoopers on gifts? Like, if I saw no. something that was, like, a bag of gifts, I would immediately, like, avert my eyes and put it away. I am not a yeah. snooper. I, I was when I was a kid, but not now. I was a kid when I was a kid, but not now. Now yeah. I don't give a shit. It's like, 
Like, I'm, I'm, I, I want the gift. Like, that's cool, but I don't give a shit to see it in advance. I mean, when you say a kid, like, are you talking about Ashley's age or are you talking about, like, a little kid? Probably younger than Ashley, though. I would say that possibly 15-year-old me would, if if presented with the opportunity, maybe not seeking it out, but if the if the same opportunity arose in front of me, I'd probably look. If I'm at my friend's house and he got he he's getting Mike Tyson's punch out for Christmas and it's <laughs> hidden and are we going to take it out, play it and be able to beat Mike Tyson? And then on Christmas morning, somehow miraculously, <laughs> my buddy's able to beat Mike Tyson on the first runaround. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's what you're asking. Yes. Um, so the then she sees, OK, so this is this pink thing, a blanket, a scarf. What the fuck is this pink thing? I don't know if we ever it's find a sweater. that out. It's a, it? like an Angora sweater. Is it? Oh, I thought it was like a shawl yeah. or something. I think it's a sweater. Because I just and wrote like pink a, like thing a like throughout the my notes. I just put pink thing. So It's hideous, I, whatever it is. It's hideous. I think it's like an Angora cardigan. Okay, so he picks up a pink Angora cardigan. Hold <laughs> on, <laughs> oh, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> And then he picks up the bracelet, or she picks up the bracelet, and she puts them back uh, down. And of course, the, especially the bracelet, she's just like, "All right." Mm. Well, why wouldn't you? You would assume it's for Angela, right? Yeah, it might be. Because she takes ice skating lessons. Yeah, that makes sense. She's really great at ice skating. Uh, so okay. then, I guess after after wearing this blanket for thirty seconds, she's warmed up. So she puts the blanket back on the uh, on the stuff. Well, I think it's more she's snooped and she wants to cover pretend, her tracks. Yeah, oh. pretend like she doesn't hasn't snooped. Good call. I'm just not yeah. I'm not deceitful, so I wouldn't have thought that way. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't understand that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Caitlin is inside being a dope, being like, Oh, it's not in the couch. And uh <laughs> Sydney's like, I don't think it's there, and Caitlin's like, That's so weird. And <laughs> So Sydney, not having any of this bullshit, is like, what's weird is seeing you in the fucking window. Like, and she is yeah. 100% correct. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, Caitlin says, I told you, but, and Sydney interrupts and says, you told a lie. Um, I know you have feelings for Joey, and you should. He's amazing, which, okay. Mm-hmm. And as this conversation is now taking place, Craig walks in the door. And he sees the letter, and so he picks it up, but he doesn't say anything. He's just there to kind of overhear what's happening. Um, I know we're supposed to, like, hate Sydney for this, but I kind of respect her for being so straightforward. I do, too. She's had enough of Mm -hmm. this fucking shit. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't hate her at all here. Like, she doesn't, like, she just, like, cuts the chase. Like, she's not bullshitting. She's just like, look, like, I know what's going on. You're always around. Like, back mm. off. Yeah. And I kind of respect that. Uh, Sydney says, I mean, I, I respect it too. And because Caitlin has fucking broken into the place, I respect her saying it. I do think this conversation should have happened with Joey. <laughs> but, like, and again, I'm not saying that she's in the wrong for having it with Caitlin, but it's like, you should have the conversation with your boyfriend. Like, that's who you're in the relationship with. Agreed. Yes. Probably, yes. And also, she probably should not be having this conversation in front of Craig. Yeah, yes. 
So and she has no excuse because she's facing the door. <laughs> yes. She, mm-hmm. she should know that it, Craig came home. So Sydney says that Joey and his family need her, which is kind of a intense line. This family needs me. I mean, she's uh, been doing stuff for them. Like she made that fucking dress and she does a fucking crotch chop. She's like, Joey needs this. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a bullshit line. That pissed me off. Yeah. They don't need her. Yeah. She says she they don't need some charming klutzy blast from the past. And then we hear Joey calling downstairs and Sydney says she'll be right up. So then Caitlin is upset and she goes to leave, but now is a total fucking psycho to Craig. Mm-hmm. She's like, give me the letter. And he's like, well, it's for Joey. He doesn't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's a letter that says to colon Joey, as <laughs> Courtney has told us. And yeah. she's like, give it to me. And grabs it from his hand. And I'm like, I don't like anybody on this show right now. Like, who am I supposed to like? This Nobody. is his stepdad's friend. Yeah. Like, you know, imagine if somebody came to your house like that. It's just nuts. Ugh. So bad. I'm just like, there's no heroes in this show. No. <laughs> so, House of teenagers. Yeah. So, Caitlin yells, Merry Christmas, and runs out the door. Tears <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> up the letter. She's crying. There's no tear eater. It's very sad. No. Oh, yeah. oh too bad. <laughs> so, we... So, oh, yeah. Prior to this, at some point, there is a deleted scene where Terry is talking to Paige in class and she decides that Mr. Simpson needs some cheering up and she's going to take up a collection so that they can get him a Christmas present. I mean, it's it's a good thing that... I, I'm actually sad that they didn't have that scene because when they went to the scene that we're coming up to where they give him the gift, I'm like, what happened here? Like, what's the background of this? <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> Snake starts his class. He's like, it's semi-annual workstation cleanup marathon. And Terry gets his attention and is like, we got you a gift from the class. <laughs> and I'm like, if there was only a scene that they could have shown me <laughs> to make me understand what's going on. So they've given him a wig. Uh, Drake says they were going to give him a real one, but real wigs are not cheap. It's kind of an Elvis wig. Snake puts it on and he's doing a bad Elvis impression, but he's happy and he's like, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. He is touched by the gesture from his class. Um, I mean, Wheels has turned this dude around, right? Like, all of Snake's pent-up anger disappeared when he saw Wheels at bowling, and now he's just like, ah, the thing with my son is funny, and with Santa, and this wig is cool, and yeah. Life is worth living again. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so... Good for him. Good job. I I mean, I I like this snake a lot better. (laughs) You like cancer snake a lot better. (laughs) Happy cancer snake. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, not horny snake. Like, just nice snake, please. Mm -hmm. So we're back at Caitlin's office. Uh, More people fucking dropping in because everyone just drops in. Like... Who drops into your workplace, like, repeatedly? I mean, Arlo, yours, we know who drops in. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, people don't drop by my other workplace. Yeah, like, at my office job, I don't have fucking just people dropping in all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Joey comes into her office. There is clearly a work party starting behind, uh, behind them. 
again, reasons why you don't just drop by somebody's office unannounced. Yes. Um, Joey says, well, you ran off so quickly. We didn't have a chance to talk about what happened. And he's referring to when they kissed in episode one. And Caitlin says, it's just you and me getting caught up in the moment. And at that uh, exact moment, her boss, what's his name? Tomas? Tomas. Tomas. Tomas uh, comes into the room and tells Caitlin that she has a seat on CQJH's corporate plane that is headed to Montreal for that night. Um, this TV station building does not look to me like something that would have a corporate plane. He has the top-rated whatever show in the country, or whatever. Until you see the plane. Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then you realize, yes. Did she not have any other way to get to Montreal? (laughs) Like, hasn't she been planning for weeks to go to the spa in Montreal for Christmas? I mean, one very pleasant way is the train. I just don't know why he had to pull a bunch of strings to get her on a shitty, like, tiny... The, yeah. the day of the, the day of, of like the day of i had no plan and if this if this corporate plane doesn't come through for me <laughs> i will miss my spa weekend in montreal uh so he says merry christmas they hug he walks away and joey they don't imme- hug, they, oh they hug yeah right Sorry, she hugs Tomas, but yeah. Joey and Caitlin do not hug. They only shake hands. Yes, yeah, so so Tomas and Tomas and Caitlin hug, and Joey, based on the look in his face, is almost like they fucking he took his dick out and she fucking grabbed it because he's just like, <laughs> oh, what's this? He's like, looks like uh, you won't be spending Christmas alone after all, Caitlin. And Caitlin is clearly sarcastic and is like, Tomas, yeah, you never know. But Joey doesn't seem to catch this. Mm. Oh, I thought the opposite. I thought she purposely didn't point out that he was gay. I mean, I felt like she was very, she was like, Tomas, yeah, you never know. Like, I don't know. Mm. It just didn't convince me, but I'm not Joey. No, you Uh, are not. (laughs) Joey, like, reverts. (laughs) (laughs) You're no Joey. No, um, Joey reverts to like high school jealousy. Like oh, the guy, like Joey needs to grow up, man. It's nuts. Remember the last person with a French name you left me for? He died. <gasps> oh, yeah. Too soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Joey <laughs> asks if her and if him and Caitlin are okay, and she says, "Yes, we're great." And they say, "Merry Christmas." And yeah, they don't hug. He just he, he leaves. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Manny sees Craig at school and asks if he's ready for his big performance. And he says yes. But first, he leads her to a classroom. Um, again, no one's in class in this school. Like, all the classrooms are just empty. Kids roaming the hallways. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, we must prepare for the for the show. <laughs> so he's, At our education's peril. <laughs> So he says to her, well, you're leaving tomorrow, and so it's his last chance to see her. So he gives her a gift bag, and the gift bag has the, what is this pink thing? It is a pink Angora cardigan. Yes, that's what we're in my notes. I just wanted to check with you. <laughs> uh, and, and the bracelet, and Manny says, oh, Craig, you so get me. And he's like, I'm going to get something. Uh, <laughs> 
He asks, Ow. he asks if things are, if it's good that he gets her. And she says, yeah, it means you care about me after all. And she hugs him. And I mean, ugh. <laughs> so then we get Liberty, who is organizing this talent show and says the first act is, again, the still unseen Heather Sinclair's Celtic winter sol- solstice dance, which is not a thing. Um... And then after that will be Marco's accordion rendition of Green Sleeves, which we got a preview of in the last episode. Um, that yeah. sounds great. I great noted show. I so would far. not want to see a show with either of these things. <laughs> Again, as we noted in the last episode, every student, like all 1,000 students at Degrassi get their own <laughs> segment in yeah, this talent show. It's a seven-hour Christmas concert. <laughs> <laughs> so... We have Manny and Ashley, and they are talking because Manny is doing Ashley's makeup, and it's just like, well, we got to this pretty easily. Like, they're just (laughs) fucking talking to each other now, and it's like, okay, like, there's no, you know what I mean? Like, usually they'd have some, like, convoluted way of one person finding out, but it's just like, no, Manny's just doing Ashley's makeup, and here we go. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, they didn't have much of a relationship before this, right? Like, they don't, they're not friends or anything. Yeah. Well, and what do you mean Manny is doing fucking Ashley's makeup? They're just singing a duet. It's not like it's a play. It's not like they're fucking doing The Lion King. Like, it's, they're singing a duet. I hardly think that she needs a makeup artist. Well, again, she did Craig's makeup for the dress rehearsal, so. (laughs) (laughs) Like this and is... really, all she's doing is rubbing a sponge on Ashley's face. There's nothing <laughs> happening besides that. It's a white sponge. There's nothing on it. Like, if you need to be made up, I think the kids could do their own makeup. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, but this is a, one of, again, the long list of Manny's talents. She is the makeup person. Yep. Uh, so they're talking, and Ashley says she can't believe she's so nervous because she's performed live before. And Manny says, I'm sure you'll be great. But Ashley says, well, maybe it's because I'm singing with Craig. And Manny is like, well, I guess you just have to separate yourself from him. Wah, wah. <laughs> Interesting use of fra- that phrase. Uh-huh. Ashley Easy. says, what do you mean? And Manny says, well, your emotions might be getting in the way. Just let him go. And at that moment... Ashley sees that Manny is wearing the bracelet with the skates on it. Yeah, real Kaiser Soze <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she's like, where did you get that from? Manny with, I mean, she's not lying, is like, just from a guy. Just a guy. I've been mm. dating him for a while. And Ashley's like, well, who? And Manny's like, just a guy. And then I wrote, then Ashley sees the pink thing, which I'm referring to the gift, not something else. So, <laughs> Oh. She sees the pink Angora cardigan yeah, so sticking Ash- out of a gift bag, and it clinches it. She's like, ah, oh, I so, knew it. So she says to Manny, is it Craig? And Manny says, I'm sorry. He didn't want me to say anything because you'd be upset about him moving on so quickly. And Ashley says, moving on. We're still together, and then they're both upset. Yep, and they both get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been duped. Yeah. 
so we go to this fucking production that's happening in the gym with one of the acts being Toby uh, delivering some boring ass monologue. It's the Hanukkah portion of the show. It's fucking boring. <laughs> Poor Toby. Uh, so as he's finishing up, we've got Craig and Ashley kind of waiting off stage. Craig tells Ashley that they're going to be great. She is very unhappy. He is not reading the situation whatsoever. And JT is the MC for the show. So he introduces, he's like, okay, now for our 320th act of the show, <laughs> here's Ashley and Craig. And so they come out and they're getting ready to do their duet. And we see Manny sitting in the audience and she is looking very unhappy. And then we also see Joey, Sydney, and Angie in the audience. And Joey is giddy as fuck. Joey just loves, I mean, you know, like good parent, I guess, right? Like he's just enthusiastic about seeing his kids perform like way over the top. So good for him, right? Yes, good for him. Yeah. So Craig starts to play the song and he's singing his part, but Ashley is not doing anything. And so in front of everyone, he stops and he's like, Ashley, like we're, we're on. And she gets up and she slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> she does a shoot. I fucking <laughs> applauded. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Left them um, hanging. Yeah, and, and she leaves. I loved it in the audience. Like, they showed sort of a reaction shot from, like, Joey and Sydney, who are like, what kind of thing? And right in front of Joey, there's this woman, and she just, like, slowly puts her video camera down. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacular. If, if I was in that audience, I very well could have laughed out loud and been like, finally, like, something entertaining has happened. Um, so she runs out. Craigie, <laughs> Craig runs after her. Um, JT is in that awkward position where he's got to talk about this. So he's like, maybe they won't be spending Christmas together after all. <laughs> That was, <laughs> yeah. that was my favorite part. Yeah, kudos to JT. Uh, and then he introduces Kendra for her Chinese New Year dragon dance, which is pretty fucking elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> There's just like a whole bunch of people all of a sudden in like full costume, like, like coming down. Yeah, that would well, be do you cool. How much those dragons cost? No <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. Uh, so Manny leaves the gym at the same time as. Uh, as everyone else. Craig, uh, at this moment, though, um, I guess Joey will eventually leave, too. Um, so Craig is following Ashley in the hall, and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, me? How about what you did? And he's confused, so she says, Manny Santos, how could you? And she's crying, and he goes to hug her, and she says, keep your hands off of me. And she leaves and she takes the guitar and Craig is like, don't take other Ashley. It's <laughs> like, save me. <laughs> Craig. Craig, I love you. I hardly knew you. <laughs> so Manny approaches Craig afterwards and says, uh, and he says to her, like, you told her? And she says she didn't tell her, and he asks how he or how Ashley found out, and Manny says because you're stupid, which is correct. Mm -hmm. uh, she says you didn't think she'd find out about me, and that I wouldn't find about out about your lies. And then she takes the bracelet and dramatically drops it on the you ground. Give it to 
You can give it to Angela now. It's fine. I had to I had to listen to this several times because while she says you were stupid, I thought she said because you're a stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you're a stupid, Craig. I was like, that'd be pretty funny. And you're like, oh, but, she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. And I wish she she'd done the old wrestling trick where like. You have the title belt and you pretend to hand it to somebody, but you you hand mm-hmm. you put it out and when they reach for it, you drop it on the ground. <laughs> oh, I wish yeah. you'd done that. Presumably, um, she kept the Angora cardigan. <laughs> that's what I thought too. I put she keeps the pink thing. So that shit's expensive. <laughs> also, mm-hmm. Craig's gonna get eighty bucks back for that fucking T-shirt, so that's pretty cool. Wait. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the third person to approach Craig is Joey, uh, because. <laughs> Let's focus on Craig. Like, that's what we're worried about in this moment. Not the two heartbroken women who he fucked over. Of course not. No. So Joey approaches Craig, and Craig says he wrecked everything. He doesn't need a lecture. Joey asks what happened, and Craig says he cheated on Ashley. And Joey starts to talk, but Craig says, stop. He says, now the other girl hates me too, because, again, poor Craig. Like... (laughs) I cheated mm-hmm. with this girlfriend, and then she dumped me, and the person I cheated with hates me, and, like, my life sucks. So so this is where Joey's like, well, I got a story for you. Time for Joey Jeremiah to shine. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah. He's like, I'll tell you. I mean, I'll tell you about fucking all summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he says... Did I ever tell you that me and Caitlin were engaged? Um, which at that point, <laughs> Craig should have been like, "Oh, well, that's pretty fucked up that she hangs around then, right, Joey?" Like, yeah, like at Christmas. Creep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says that Joey says he thought he had it all, but he was young and stupid and cheated on her, and for some reason is like with a girl named Tessa Campanelli. Like that matters to Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Let me I, tell you her name. Yeah. So you can look name. it up in the phone book. What, am I? <laughs> what would it matter? Like, again, your stepdad is like, yeah, I used to be with this girl, Barbara Reinhold. <laughs> <laughs> like, who the fuck is Barbara Reinhold? <laughs> oh, we all knew Barbara Reinhold. <laughs> you know, that makes no goddamn sense. I don't care who this person is, and I'll never meet this person. But Joey's waxing poetic about his... Former past love lives. Oh, gross. Um, also, technically, he cheated on Caitlyn before they were engaged because they were only engaged for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. A $65 ring. Yes. Uh, like, Craig spent more on that fucking Ramon shirt than Joey did on his engagement <laughs> ring. <laughs> Though with inflation. What, Arlo, what's yeah. $65 in 2003? Oh, God, I don't know. All right. You should be able to do that off the top of your head by now. Yeah. Of course. Uh, so he says, Caitlin found out, and it was one of the biggest regrets of my life because, again, poor Joey, not poor Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, Craig says, So, and Joey says, You'll get over it. <laughs> They're just bitches. You'll get over it. <laughs> it's like, Dime a dozen. Yeah. They're like buses, you know? <laughs> you fuck one, and then you fuck <laughs> another one, and. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking? It's talking about fucking buses. Hey, <laughs> I fucked a bus once. Its name was Tessa Campanelli. So. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep. 
So, uh, again, all this because we need to feel sorry for Craig. So, Craig says, um, Craig then is like, well, Joey, like, you're okay. Like, Caitlin's okay. He's like, you guys obviously never got over each other. And this is the moment where I'm like, you know, Craig, Joey was married to your dead mom. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, remember? Uh, Joey says, Caitlin and I are friends now. And Craig says, um, I can just see it between you guys. Even Sydney can. And Joey says, what are you talking about? And we fade to commercial. And apparently during... Craig spills the beans on what yeah. like, Sydney said to Caitlin. Sydney bitched Caitlin out. It was kind of funny. <laughs> but then Caitlin snagged the letter. It said, to Joey. What the fuck? So that's the story. Anyways. That might be a deleted scene. Uh, so this, <laughs> the Joey is just sitting outside while the next like seven hours of the talent show goes on, and uh, he's left Sydney with his daughter inside. Um, so they come out, and Sydney asks Joey if everything is okay with Craig, and he says yes. And Snake is there, so Joey asks Snake if he can watch Angie. Well, he has a conversation with Sydney, and uh, he takes it has to happen right now. Yeah, and in, in Degrassi, in front of children. Yep. <laughs> Good job. So Joey says, "I feel strange bringing this up," and Sydney's like, "You're making me nervous, Joe." And he mm-hmm. says, "Craig heard you talking to Caitlin yesterday. Did you say something to make her go away?" And again. I mean, Sydney rightfully is like, yes, motherfucker. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Again, yes. I really appreciate her honesty and directness. <laughs> she yes. was literally stuck in our fucking window. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bro- broke into our home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I told her to go away. <laughs> Joey says, why would you do that? And Sydney's like, motherfucker. Seriously. Like, every time I turn around, there's Caitlin. And she's supposed to be your ex. And he says she is, and Sydney's like, "Well, is that true? Are you sure?" Joey says nothing, and Sydney's like, "I put a lot of time into this, and I need it to work because I love you, Joey." And then Spinner walks in, and he's like, "Can I see your cock, Joey? Like, you're such a stud. <laughs> you're such a stud. Seriously, you gotta see that. You gotta see that peen." <laughs> <laughs> so Joey continues to say nothing and Sydney says, "Okay, clearly you don't feel the same way about me." But Poor she's Sydney. Yeah, she's like, "Tell me I'm yes. your first choice. Tell me you love me more than Caitlin." Joey shakes his head and Sydney says, "That's what I thought." And she leaves very sad and I guess fuck Sydney because that's all like this is the happy Christmas episode. It's oh, fucking shit. Christmas. So she has just been dumped. For this bullshit, she walks away, and it's like, we're still going to what's supposed to be a happy ending. Mm-hmm. The music yeah. tells us so. Yeah. She's dumped at a children's Christmas pageant. Yeah. At the pageant of a child that's not hers, but she's there anyways. Well, but she's been, like, like we've seen in the scenes where they're, like, making Christmas presents, and she's, like, Angela is like, oh, I need to make a present for Sydney, or whatever. And so, like, mm-hmm. they have a certain like bond that's been happening like mm-hmm. she's just like come on angela i'll take you upstairs and da 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 da, da. like they're they've been spending time together too like it's mm-hmm. and oh yeah, yeah exactly 
It's sure. And Snake's not helping. He's standing over there dressed up like the guitar player from Foo Fighters from the <laughs> Everlong video. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? So he looks like Pat Smear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With the, oh, and his hands get real big. What are you doing, Snake? You're not helping. You're not helping. <laughs> like poor Sydney. Like she loves Joey. Ron, Sydney, Ron. This is this is horrible. Like get again, out of town. just the idea that the writers are like, well, we're leading to the happy ending, and we need this to happen, and it's like someone just got really like fucking dumped yeah. harshly at Christmas. Like, <laughs> am I Christmas supposed to be like pageant? Yeah, like I don't like this she, one bit. And like she's made a connection with the kids, with Angela definitely. You mm -hmm. know, and what the fuck? Like, this is, yeah, not good. Not well, and good it's at not all. just like, you know, somebody you don't know at all, and you're just like, I love you. And they're like, uh, I don't feel the same way. It's like you're in a relationship with someone, and it's progressed to the point where you love them. And they're like, I don't love you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ow. So <laughs> now we go to the fucking airport. I'm going to get very upset about a bunch of things. Um,. <laughs> So, number one, we've got Caitlin on the corporate jet that has, like, four seats crammed together. It's not a jet. It's like a corporate Cessna. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it. No. Uh, Caitlin uh, is on the plane, and her cell goes off. The pilot is rightfully annoyed. He's like, that should be off. Caitlin, not giving a fuck about the rules, uh, answers her phone, and it's Joey. And she says, I can't talk, but he's like, just look out your window. And so then he looks out his window. Joey, Craig, and Angie, Angie are there. So presumably, Joey, like Craig, whatever. Craig doesn't give a fuck about women's feelings. Joey has told Angie, like, no, I love Caitlin now. Let's go to the airport. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sydney's gone back to her home planet. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so now, as this disgusting scene unfolds, we get like the croony Christmas music. Yeah. yeah. Like this is a good thing. Yeah. So Caitlin gets off the plane. So now she's making everybody fucking wait at the airport. Uh, she runs into the hangar to see Joey. And she's like, I have three minutes. And she says, this is better be good. And he says, I don't want to send uh, spend Christmas without you. And she says, what about Sydney? And Joey says, fuck that crying bitch. I... <laughs> oh, man. He may as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, justice for Sydney. Yeah. Uh -huh. He says, all about, it's all about you and me. He's saying this in front of his kids. So, cool. Mm -hmm. I Great. mean, <laughs> the lesson that Craig is learning here is sometimes cheating does pay. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Craig tells Angie, let's go see Santa. Where the fuck is Santa in the airport? Santa is just on the tarmac handing out and gifts. <laughs> Literally. Uh -huh. or, yeah, like, and they're allowed on the tarmac? It's like, wh why? Yeah. Angela's going to get sucked up into a fucking engine. Well, like, what <laughs> airport are they at? What is happening here? <laughs> what? This is post-September 11th, like a couple of years after. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, we're just having a moment. People be like, you have to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> How did you get on? Is there screaming over the engines and shit? Oh, my God. Terrible. So 
So then uh, Angie's like, maybe Santa has presents for Joey. And Craig's like, Caitlin's got a present for Joey. Don't worry. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called that puss. Uh, so <laughs> Joey tells Caitlin that when he broke... Okay, I can't. He's like, when I broke your heart, I was sure that I lost you forever. And I moved on. And she says, yeah, but now you're standing at the airport at Christmas with me. And then in oh, it's big, so cheesy. It's so cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's in... like, it's literally like we're watching a, like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Then I wrote in all it's... caps. Good thing your wife died. <laughs> Joey says, yep. well, I moved on, but I never really left. And then in all caps, I wrote your wife is dead. <laughs> uh, Caitlin says, I guess I should get the stuff off the plane and they kiss. And, while all this is happening, people are waiting on the fucking plane. Oh, <laughs> I'd be at Christmas. I just like, I hate everything about this. <laughs> like if this was today, somebody would have a viral iPhone video going, bitch, Karen holds up plane <laughs> for Christmas <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. this is not cute. This is not cute at no. all. And that's the end of the show. Like, this is supposed to be the satisfying, like, Merry Christmas from all your friends at Degrassi. Like, fuck you. Finally, exactly what you wanted. Joey and Caitlin back together. Yeah, and most of the viewers are like, who are these people? Like, I'm 13. (laughs) (laughs) Barbara Reinhold. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, on Christmas Eve, let's let's take inventory of everybody who's sad. Like, Manny... Ashley, Sydney, like everybody who had to yeah. watch that stupid fucking thing at Degrassi, like all the people on the plane, like so many lives just mm-hmm. like, you know, up shit creek at Christmas. But hey, happy ending for Joey and Caitlin. So, yeah, good. Anyways, that's holiday, everybody. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, I, great. Yeah. Great. Give us some thoughts. I mean, what do you say? Christmas sucks. No, it's wonderful. <laughs> Christmas is great. Shut up. <laughs> well, I think Sydney would disagree with you. Well, probably. Mm-hmm. Poor mm-hmm. Sydney. Justice for Sydney, man. I hope she finds like a really hot Bay, Bay Street boy. Um, I'm sure she will. I mean, we're not going to get anything great with Sydney, but. Notice that we are not saying we hardly knew ye about her yet. Is we that may right? see her again. Yes, we may. Oh. oh, this is a spoiler alert for me. Yeah, and I me. mean, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's. I mean, you'll see. You you won't be impressed. So. Oh man. Yeah. Just tell me this. She doesn't get shot, does she? <laughs> no, she doesn't. Because I know one character gets shot. <laughs> it's not Sydney. Don't <laughs> worry. It doesn't turn out well. <laughs> uh, though, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's the episode that she's in. But anyways. Oh, <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, like as a Christmas special, it's like, uh, I know what you were going for, guys. But like, if you think no. about this a little bit, it's like, nope. <laughs> no, it's so bad. It's, yeah, it's like I can see they're like we're, this Christmas episode. We're going to get Joey and Caitlin back together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. And then they just made every wrong choice possible on mm-hmm. how to make it happen. Like, let's watch the world burn. It's like, no, don't. I don't want to see that on a Christmas special. Come on. Yeah. 
I, I yeah, it doesn't make any sense why it had to be the Christmas special. It's weird. But par for the course for Degrassi and Christmas. <laughs> and right? we shall never see snow at Degrassi again. <laughs> yes. Uh, we hardly knew ye snow. <laughs> Farewell, snow. Uh, so I have two housekeeping tasks before we end. Number one is our next episode, we will be covering this charming man. We get an Emma mm-hmm. episode. That's the real Christmas gift. For oh, great. All of us. Uh, the, se- the second thing is narbos and broomheads at gmail.com. This is very strange. It must have been stuck in my inbox because I have a note here from Barry Flynn. What? What is this now? He's like, it was Ted. He did it. It was Ted all along. <laughs> oh, no. We don't need to read it any further. <laughs> here we go. It says a few podcasts ago, Courtney asked me and Tim to do a Stan like song from the perspective of Manny or something like that. <laughs> I wasn't exactly sure what she meant. Since I am unable to make it on this show, I put this together. Uh, If you don't think it's worth adding in, no worries. If you want to continue with the Is Barry Dead (laughs) storyline. I don't know what he's talking from beyond the grave. Say something like you received a package at your house with a return address of general delivery parts unknown. Uh, it contained a USB drive with a note saying, please play this on the podcast, or you can come up with something better. Well, I couldn't. I just read what you said, Barry. But This is all uh. very mysterious. Anyways, let me just click on this audio file that's on this and see what happens. Ooh, I'm excited. Ooh. Dear Craig, hi, it's me, Manny. You know, the girl with the underwear protruding out of her fanny. Why are you with Ashley? She ain't no good for you. Being with her just makes your balls blue. But I let you touch my boob. Titty fuck me too. Do a line of cocaine when we were through. Spoiler alert. That line should be banned. Do you know I'm downtown Sasquatch's biggest fan? That song you played for Ashley. It was so good it was sick. It made me wet. It made me drift. I wanted you to give me the slurp. Or maybe just a tip. Scratch that. I want all the dick. I put them pictures I had on your locker on my wall, along with the stuffies you won for me at the mall. Anyway, when are you going to dump that girl Ashley? She's more annoying than Derek Wheeler's granny. You need to be with me. My name is Manny. There you go. <laughs> Holy. Oh my god. I was like stifling my laughter so that you'd be able to hear it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh god. You know, it's it's such a tragedy that such a talented person is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, holy crap. That was amazing. Also, I believe that that is um, unofficially Barry now lobbing the ball over to Tim. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, Yes. That's quite a feat. (laughs) A lyrical feat. (laughs) Um, so I guess, Amazing. yeah, that's, that's our Christmas gift to all of you. So everybody here in August mm-hmm. of 2021, mm-hmm. Merry Christmas from all your friends at Narbos and Broomheads. And we will see you in a yeah, week. Pressure, Tim, but... Yeah, no pressure, Tim. You can do it, <laughs> do it for, for the next Christmas, the oh, real Christmas in a few months. Uh, oh, oh, oh. so everybody, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you in a week with, uh, what is it again? Uh, this charming man Ugh. fucking Morrissey we'll have a lot to say about him next time anyways everybody 
Peace. Bye. See you next time, baby. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I just said I don't get my up. I wouldn't do my homework. I would stay up late and dream about Kylie. I would never get girls out of my house. Maybe I would. I would walk around the cafe cut. Just to get caught my dreams. Everyone thinks I'm so good I'm red crazy at the school Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah